right, here we are, here we go, here we go. What is going on, everybody? Make sure we got everything set, everything is looking good. There it is. What is going on, everybody? This is your boy, the underground king, the host of the greatest combat sports and culture of the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. This is host Serge Vicente, man, the underground king, and we have an incredible show for you guys today. Uh, look, man, I hope you're having a good, good day. I know for me personally, I've been waking up a little lighter I've been waking up not as stressed, man. I just have this, and, and we'll talk about why I'm not as stressed, man. But it's a chilly day here in uh, in LA, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we have on this amazing show. So on today's menu, we're gonna go ahead and talk about Glover Teixeira, man. Glover Teixeira, does he deserve a title shot? This dude has been running through everybody at 205. He's at a five fight winning streak, man. Does he deserve a title shot, or should that go to Israel Adesanya? Okay. Um, also, Andre Arlovsky, he's another one, man. These 40-year-old dudes, they're not ready to give it up yet, man. Knocking people out, man, doing work. Andre Arlovsky gets another win, another win uh, for him as well. His winning streak continues. So we'll talk about that and what's next for him. Devin Haney. Devin Haney is somebody who we all know I am extremely high on here on the Fight Podcast. I think he's one of the best in the world. Uh, he performed this weekend. He dominated in his win this weekend. As I said, he was going going to but did he really impress we'll talk about that we'll also go ahead and talk about Kayla Harrison PFL's Kayla Harrison the face of the PFL she's has a fight coming up no it is not with the PFL we're going to talk about Canelo's free agency and so much more on episode 241 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. Um, welcome, everybody, man. I hope you guys are having an amazing, amazing Monday. Um, starting a little later than I would have wanted to. Uh, it's still morning somewhere, but uh, welcome to Morning Coffee and Fight News. Uh, like I said, man, I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente. And uh, man, Monday morning, it has been a wild couple of days. I don't know if uh, if anybody else has felt it, but obviously we had last week was the election, and then for five or three to three to five days we had you know a little bit of arguments, counting all kinds of shit was going on, and uh, six a.m. L.A. time, so Pacific time on Sunday. I'm sorry, Saturday morning. Um, I get a call. For my mom crying on the phone. We did it. Poppy. We won. And uh and and I had to so I, I jump up, I, I turn on CNN, and sure as shit, man, CNN calls it right after CNN. Everybody else falls suit, you know, you know, the AP Associated Press, um, MSNBC, regular NBC, Fox News, everybody calls it. Uh, Joe Biden is the the 46th president of the United States. Look, I know a lot of uh, people who um, who are fans of MMA. A lot of us who are not us because y'all ain't nothing like me. This is the case. Um, But a lot of individuals who are fans of the sport don't aren't particularly pleased about that. Um, Look, man. This past weekend, for all the negative things that I have to say about Joe Biden, I have. I mean, I am a progressive. I, I He is the, the definition of a corporate Democrat. But, yo, I was so fucking happy. Oh, my God. Oh, yo, the level of just, I mean, the, these last four years, 
I don't know if you guys have been able to feel it, man, but I, I'm a little I'm a little bit shorter than I used to be in terms of not obviously in terms of height, but in terms of uh, you know my my temper, my attitude. Um, I was always stressed out, man. I obviously I'm an avid watcher and reader of the news, so I'm always paying attention to what's going on, which might be part of the problem, but also as part of the solution, as we've seen, man. Um, it, but it's been, like I said, it's been a rough, rough uh, few years, not just for our country, but for but for the world. And um, we were going down a real scary path, man. We were going down a path of. I mean, I'll, let's just let's just shit call a spade a spade. We're going down a path of fascism, and um, and, and to see us get a victory, no, it wasn't as big as we would have wanted it to be. Um, one of the things is, I mean, the fact that this election was as close as it is, yo, for everybody, for the seventy million individuals that voted for Donald Trump, man, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. It, it really, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, it, it. It's it's a joke. And now you got, you know, Agent Orange going out there and like acting as if the win was not legitimate. So now obviously, yeah, yo, this is the fight, this is the fight podcast. You know, we can talk about fights. And let's be honest, this is a, this is still a legitimate fight. And we have now, you got Donald Trump who's sitting out there essentially saying that, look, man, this shit ain't real. It's taking it to the courts, but um, for everybody who has a, a sense of a little bit of common sense, they understand that the the wins are too far. Even if with any of these court cases, anything did get overturned, um, it would only be overturned in terms of up to 100, 500 votes max. And all these places we're talking about, Georgia, first and foremost, let's salute to Stacey Abrams in Georgia and Mayor Keisha Bottoms over there, man. We have to salute them, man. Your vote legitimately matters, okay? Your vote legit matters, man. And one of the things that I noticed we could say that your vote legitimately matters is look what happened. Keisha, not Keisha Bottoms, I'm sorry. Um, Stacey Abrams, uh, she single-handedly signed up 800,000 individuals. And obviously the majority of those who she signed up ended up voting for Joe Biden. One individual did that type of work. Look at how close the margins were. It was less than 5,000 votes in Georgia that Joe Biden ended up winning by. So the, everybody who's like, oh, I don't care. I live in this state. My vote doesn't matter. Yo, your your vote legitimately matters. Okay, it, it legitimately matters. And this is how I mean, judges. Every look at not just the president. That's just that's one thing. Let's look at everything else, man. And uh, we got to get these individuals out. So obviously, a lot is still going on with there. Uh, and I won't belabor this anymore. Obviously, we have some more pressing issues uh, in terms of the fight world to talk about. Uh, but I wanted to talk about this, take a couple moments out, man, and just say I'm 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 so happy. Yes, I was one of those people. Not I, I no, I wasn't dancing in the streets because Corona, like nigga, the virus is still out there. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna be out there all some like partying in the streets and whatnot. But uh, my lady and I had a great time. It did feel like a holiday weekend. Um, like I, I mean, it was great. I, I haven't felt this happy, and I can't tell you how long, man. And then on top of it, there were fights. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man. There were some solid performances, man. There were some ah, some questionable performances. So let's go ahead and jump into the action. 
we had to talk about, I had to put that up there. Biden wins 2020 election. You know, I already talked about that good stuff, uh, but we'll talk about that later, man. But let's move into it. Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira, man, the veteran, the savvy vet, man, top five guy in the UFC's 205-pound division. 41 years old, goes out there and does what he has been doing forever. He goes out there and beats another top quality guy. He ends up getting the third round, rear naked choke finished against Tiago Santos. And again, all of us who do not remember, Tiago Santos had a title fight with John Jones. That was his last fight. Um, he ended up tearing both of his ACLs. He teared both of his MCLs. In fact, he tore his all CLs, everything he ripped up. Okay. And after, you know, a less than a year, he's back and he, he's performing against one of the best guys in the world. Um, this was a very, very entertaining fight. Both men had their moments and yes, Glover Teixeira did win, but yo, he had to go through the fire just a complete fire to make that happen okay uh the first round the fight kicks off and there is this feeling out process that happens but that shit lasted like 15 seconds tiago santos goes and does what he does best opens up and complete has a five punch combo knocks um glove to share down and this is honestly with me look and I'm going to say this. I have discounted Glover Teixeira for the longest. Glover Teixeira is one of those guys that I have not given the props that he deserves for the longest. But I'll get to that in a little bit. But he goes out there. He's dropped. And I was like, ah, this is exactly what I thought. We called it last week on the Fight Podcast. I pretty much went out there and said, okay, this is it. This is it. Um, Tiago Santos is going to finish him and prove. And this is why he deserves the title shot of 205. This is where Tiago Santos comes back storybook you know kind of thing he he's back at it after the the bad knee injuries um but that didn't come to fruition man um he ended up getting pretty much reversed controlled and just dominated on the ground man oh um glover to has done something that a lot of people haven't been able to do the older they get a lot of times the older these athletes get what they do is that they don't evolve and they say the same. They, they try to continue doing what got them to the dance. And once we see them start taking these L's, it's because of the same things. They didn't evolve, so they're just starting to lose, right? Now, for Glove to share, he did the opposite. He had a title shot six and a half years ago against John Jones. This is when he was on a 25 winning streak. This is when he was just dusting everybody. And this is when he was knocking people out completely. He fell in love with his power. He fell in love with his hands, which he has extremely good boxing, which he does. I'm not discounting that one bit. But he goes out there and gets just bullied by John Jones. And then... The scariest dude I've ever seen in MMA, Rumble Johnson, comes out there and literally, I'm not making this shit up, knocks his teeth out with an uppercut. All right? He gets knocked out. And then Alexander Gustafson also knocked him out, just completely destroyed him on the feet. Um, A lot of fighters, that would have been the end of their story. That would have been, you know, he was on the back end anyways, took him forever to get to the UFC. He's training by himself in Connecticut somewhere. Something happens. He gets some younger guys in his camp. And he starts 
developing, which he already had an incredible wrestling game, and he's a legit black belt. And here's the thing. We have a lot of guys that are great grapplers and great jiu-jitsu practitioners, but he is a legitimate black belt, and he has above average wrestling. So you take his, his high IQ boxing, which, yes, he slowed down some, but he doesn't even entertain it to the same extent now. He uses his, his wrestling now more than ever before, and he has a crushing top game. Look, Tiago Santos is not a slouch on the ground. Every time he was taken down by Glover Teixeira, Glover Teixeira cut through his guard like a hot knife through butter. He was immediately in, the, uh, in, his, in his mount. He was immediately on his back. It was just one of the cleanest transitions that you will ever see. He went out there and was just, I'm talking about smooth as butter. He went out there, really did his thing. Um, first round, second round, a little bit more of the same, but I, at the end, of, uh, at the, uh, but in the third round, Tiago Santos has his moment. Has his moment, catches him again. That dude only needs one shot, man. Gets knocked down, Glover does. Reverses the position and then proceeds to finish him, gets the red naked choke, wins the fight, three minutes um, into the third round, man, incredible performance, man, and this brings, I mean, a lot of people are talking about it, even Dana White said it afterwards, at the end of the day, what do we do with, with, with this dude, and he has earned, and I'm gonna say this again, he is on a five-fight win streak, a five-fight win streak, right, he has earned it clearly the number one contender, in that weight class, I mean, and like I said, amazing passing, amazing control, didn't engage um, in unnecessary striking, which is something that he used to do, okay? This is the problem. Dana White has already gone out and said, at the end of the day, what he wants to do is he wants to give that title shot to Israel, the last time, but Adesanya. And the only thing that we're waiting for at this present moment in time um, is just schedules and, and things like that. It should happen Q1 of 2021. All right. Who should get the title shot? Should it be Adesanya or Adesanya or give it to Glover? I'm going to be honest with you. Glover should get the title shot. I know. I know. I'm the guy probably wouldn't expect to say that. Glover should get the title shot. Now, Adesanya, business-wise, deserves and should have that title shot. It's not even close. I mean, come on. We already know what it is. You give him the title shot. Hopefully, he goes ahead and beats Jan Blockowitz, And then, summertime, you end up getting John Jones, Adesanya, biggest fight in UFC history, right? Ideally, that is what you'd want. Ideally, that's what you'd want. Um, and that's honestly what I believe was going to happen. Probably the best thing to happen uh, in terms of the sport sucks for a glove to share. But, hey, it is what it is, man. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, not on this episode, but in the future, man. We're going to have some fight roundtables. And that fight itself is something that we're going to go ahead and talk about, man. But let's go ahead and move on to the next one. All right. Take a little sip. It is morning coffee and fight news. So let me take a little sip of this, this coffee. How was that uh, at Trader Joe's? I have this um, this maple coffee. Can't yeah, stunt. It's pretty pretty fire. All right, Glover Cherry already had 
Andre Arlovsky moving on to the next one was a co-main event. And by the way, this is the first time in UFC history that two men in the main event and co-main event over 40 years old both got a victory. Andre Arlovsky. Look, I said that Glover Teixeira is a guy that I, um, I've really discounted in his career. And I've kind of written off. Look. I have I wrote I wrote off Andre Arlovsky like a decade ago. I wrote off Andre Arlovsky in his when he was fighting for the WSOF, and he got his again another dude. Two guys both get victories. Both of them got their their teeth knocked out in a fight against Anthony Rumble Johnson. When that fight happened, and that was way back when I'm telling you, that has to be six seven years ago at this point in time. I thought Arlovsky was done. And, and and not only that, I mean, I think about the Strike Force days. I like here's the thing. Let, let's talk about this one. He goes out here and uh and ends up fighting. Um, what's it called? Corey Bo- uh Corey, yeah, Connor Bozer. Up and coming dude, man. Super super dope. Um, he's on a win streak of his own. Andrelovsky, four or five, he's on a win streak. He's won three out of his last four fights, and he goes out here, and you know what, man? Puts on a veteran performance, gets a good W, man, and uh, and wins. Now, did this win blow my hair back? Absolutely not, not at all. Is it a good win? Absolutely, solid win. What does this win show? What does this win prove? This win shows and proves to me that he is still a upper echelon heavyweight. He is still somebody that, if you are a prospect and you're not on your shit, he's gonna beat you. That it is what it is. Um, if you he he is that he's another one of those guys. I call this Derek Brunson this at 185. He's that litmus test. If you can get past Andre Arlovsky at heavyweight, you know what? You might be one of the elite guys. Okay. Uh so when we look at that, Bozer, as good as he is, he got to go back to the drawing board. He's not that guy. Is Andre Arlovsky somebody who belongs in title contention? I'm going to say no. I think what he's doing is awesome. I think him being in his 40s, one of the first UFC heavyweight champions, coming back doing his thing, I think is incredible. The reason I don't think he wins is because I look at this, and here's a couple big factors, right? As written down. Multiple, this dude's literally going to have, he has 30 wins in his career, but he also has close to 20 losses in his career. When he's all said and done, he's going to have over 20 losses. He lost to N Strike Force back in the day. In a row, he took L's to Fedor Melenenko, Brett Rogers, Sergey Karatonov. In the UFC, he turns around four in a row: Stipe Miocic, Josh Barnett, Francis Ngannou, Tybora. And then he got KO'd in the very in the first minute of the fight by Yardino Rosenstruck. What does that say to you? What that tells to me is that every time he's in there with one of the upper echelon guys, he not only does he lose, he gets knocked out pretty easily. So what that says is this. If you can get past Arlovsky and you can knock him out, you might be somebody. If not, <laughs> he might just be another guy. All right. Uh, good, good stuff to him, though, man. Congrats to him. Um, he's always going to be there for fun fights, which I love. All right. This next topic um, I want to talk about and I'm excited to talk about today uh, because here's the thing. I've been big on this kid. And what, I, what I'm going to tell you guys right now, you might be a bit surprised. So 
Let's jump into it. Devin Haney. I'm a huge fan of Devin Haney, as you guys know. Um, he is, um, I don't want to say a, a Floyd Mayweather protege, but he is somebody who has been brought up by, pro, uh, by around by Floyd. Um, he is one of the, the most skilled young boxers in the game today. He is the current WBC lightweight world champion. Yes, I said Devin Haney is not Teofimo Lopez. Teofimo Lopez is not the champion for the WBC. He has a fake title. Um, So the one who actually has the legitimate uh, claim to that title is Devin Haney. And Devin Haney this weekend um, reclaimed his belt, retained his belt by ended up beating the former champion at 126, uh, Urioas Gamboa. Um, Gamboa, a lot of us may remember him for Honestly, him, he was a guy who was a top 10 pound for pound guy at one point in time in his career. But over the last five years, he hasn't been that guy. He's been he's aged. Um, he ended up getting knocked out pretty bad by. By Terrence Crawford, he at 140, he ended up getting knocked out at 135 at lightweight by um, Tank Davis. He ended up taking an L to Tank Davis and getting a KO there. And also, and this is one of the things that I want to bring up because I could not believe this stat when I saw it. Gamboa has been knocked down 14 times in his career, 11 times in his last four fights. Like, that's nuts. And he's been super chinny. So with, with all those stats, I thoroughly anticipated that Devin Haney was going to go out here and completely destroy him and end up getting a finish. Well, look, one of those things did happen. He destroyed uh, Gamboa. It wasn't even close. Uh, I had Devin Haney winning every single round. I didn't even think anything could is debatable. Um, it was unanimous decision victory. It was easy. He, it was workmanlike. It, it, it really was a professional win. Tough dude, workmanlike, did his thing, gets a, a, a tough. It reminds you of Mayweather in the pay-per-view era Mayweather. He goes out there, takes care of business. It is what it is. You love it. You know what I'm saying? That, that is, that's what you want to see out of your champions. But, and I'm going to tell you guys this, Devin Haney missed an opportunity. And I'm going to say he missed an opportunity because of this. You would think that he's one of those guys that, especially because Teofimo Lopez just got the win against Lomachenko. Tank Davis just got the knockout of the year um, against Leo Santa Cruz. These are the, all the guys, three of the top five, three to four. We always call her the four horsemen. We talk Teofimo, Devin Haney, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. Those are the four that we discuss. Shakur Stevenson's the fifth. They all say they're going to fight each other. They're all roughly the same weight class. This was an opportunity for him to stake his claim to be like, I'm just as badass as you guys. They both had star-making performances. This was not a star-making performance. Devin Haney had a job to do. He didn't do it. He won, but he did not do a, make a performance that matters. He didn't make a performance that anybody's going to be talking about the next day. Yes, he had Jay-Z calling him after that when that was pretty fucking cool. But at the end of the day, what did he do? 
he went out there and now granted, Gamboa was attempting not to get finished. He took some big shots, but he was he he's usually somebody who's a lot more active. He's usually somebody who's coming in and explosive. And his explosion allows him to end up getting hurt, especially in the latter stages of his career. He wasn't doing that because obviously he tore his Achilles against Tank Davis. So he was a little bit, this was slower, much slower, much more to belabor to the point. Um, and, and he was just holding on. He even got a point taken away in the 11th, 10th round uh, because of it. So it was difficult, but I'm going to say this about Devin Haney and I'm going to move on. In terms of, did he impress? He looked incredible. It's Devin Haney. He's extremely skillful. Did he blow your hair back, knock your socks off, make you want to watch him again? No, especially when what happened with the other guys. That's what I'm going to say. And think about it. We have Ryan Garcia coming up. So if he goes out there and has a really impressive performance, I mean, it's not going to look good on Devin Haney. Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez had it right. He says, everybody wants to be Money Mayweather, but you got to be pretty boy first. It was a great, great, great uh, quote by Teofimo. And he's, he's, he's telling the truth. It's real. It's, it's super real. He's not, he's not doing his job. You, you, you got to go out there and be pretty boy. Pretty boy used to knock everybody's face off. Once he got to a weight class where he was the guy who was not the biggest guy, that's when he started outpointing you and not taking damage and doing all the other stuff. Um, Devin Haney needs to stop trying to fight like a polished money Mayweather, which isn't a bad thing. And he needs to fight more like Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford has the the same the skills. This and, and same thing. Devin Haney, out of all those young guys, arguably has the best skills. Him and Shakur Stevenson. But he's not risking like the other guys do. The other guys are risking themselves. The other guys are going out there and throwing bombs, throwing combinations. And, and they're, they're, they're putting themselves at risk, um, which, which allows them to get these, these finishes that are allowing them to get the acclaim that they need. Devin Haney's not doing that. And until he learns to do that, he's going to be the one that people want to see the least. So, which brings me to my next question. Out of all the five, Teofimo, Tank, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson, how would I rank them personally? I'm going to say this. Teofimo Lopez, Shakur Stevenson, Tank Davis, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia. That is how I currently have it, but it can change at any point in time. I'm giving Devin Haney over Ryan Garcia because he's beaten Ryan Garcia twice in the amateurs. Yes, it's different now, but skill-wise, I still think that Devin Haney has more skills. Tank Davis right now, because of his win against... um. Leo Santa Cruz has beat a higher level of competition. He's beat Gervonta, or he's beat Gamboa, which Buddy also beat, and him. So, not saying that um, Devin isn't beating good guys. In fact, his combined record of his opponent is something like 105 and 6 or something crazy. So, he's, he's fighting good guys, but they don't have the name recognition that are going to actually get him up there. And then, obviously, I got to have, you know, uh, Shakur Stevenson, who I think is 
one of the most skilled fighters I've ever seen. And then we have to have Teofimo Lopez because of the biggest win that he has there. That's how I have him ranked. Um, yes, that's liable to change, but that's what I think. All right, we'll see what it is. All right, um, let's move. Keep keep with boxing, but let's move right along. I'll talk about this topic a little bit more uh, in the future when we have uh, our guru, uh, B. Cam, on the show. But Canelo's a free agent, guys. He is no longer, he won his litigation. He's no longer with DeZone or... Um, or uh, or uh, Golden Boy, and it, it again. This is big for boxing. This is big for fighters. So what this opens up is this. This opens up an opportunity for Canelo to make some of these big fights that he wasn't able to make. DAZN was trying to have him fight celebrity fights. They wanted him to fight Conor McGregor and 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 Khabib Nurmagomedov and shit like that. Um, and he wants to fight actual champions and boxers. So that that's what he's going to do. And from what all sounds like, all signs are pointing that he will be fighting in December against Caleb Plant. You know, sweet hands himself. Um, I love that matchup and um, I hope that it does happen. Um, but for the zone, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I look at this and I, I just honestly don't believe that this is great for the zone. You look at this and this to me tells me this, that this the zone is going to be over in the U.S. This is my hot take for the day. The zone is six months tops. They'll be, they'll be gone. They don't have anybody that we care about. They don't have fights e- often enough, and they charge you 25 bucks a month. Like I'll be very honest with you guys. I am two seconds from canceling my subscription. It makes no sense. It makes no sense for me to have it at this point in time because at the end of the day, we're not getting any big fights. We're not getting any of the big names. I haven't seen Canelo this year. I haven't seen... Um, uh, uh, what's the call? I haven't seen Boo Boo Andre. I, I'm not seeing uh, any of the top guys. I haven't seen uh, uh, Jacobs. I haven't seen Triple G. I haven't seen Anthony Joshua. So if I haven't seen any of your top guys, why are we paying 20 bucks a month to watch these fights? It doesn't make any sense. So um, I don't see the zone being here much longer, man. I think it's done. I think it's a wrap for them. And uh, in terms of Golden Boy, look, man, Golden Boy still has um, Golden Boy still has uh ryan garcia but remember this ryan garcia is managed okay ryan garcia is managed by um eddie renoso eddie renoso is the same manager that is with um canelo alvarez they're with the same management team do you think that he's going to stay with his manager taking the other somebody somewhere else i don't see it happening it is what it is uh ryan garcia is gone um not only that man i mean they still so they still have fighters on their stable. They have, you know, Chris Millie on their stable. That's Golden Boy, um, Chicago's very own friend of the show. He's been, you know, he's somebody they still have. Um, they still have Oscar Valdez out there. So they have guys um, in terms of Golden Boy. But DAZN, I think we can cancel Christmas. All right. Uh, last but certainly not least on today's episode. And as you guys know, man, morning coffee and fight news. This this is our show, man. I, I give you guys the news. You know, we drink some coffee. This is for your, you know, your your Tuesday morning, your Monday drive, man. Something we keep you guys uh, going, man. So I'm not going to belabor the point too much. We'll keep it moving. I'll finish up with this. The PFL's face of the PFL, Kayla Harrington, is going to fight November 20th for Invicta FC at a new weight class at 145. So listen to this. The former Olympic gold medalist 
Um, she is going to go out there and fight Courtney King. Courtney King's no slouch, man. She went out there and beat Kobe Northcutt. Kobe Northcutt is the sister of uh, of, uh, of 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 Northcutt from the who got his face knocked off. We know who he is uh, former UFC, you know, the face guy over there. Um, but Harrison, man, look, she's thirty years old. She's seven and zero, five finishes. She is a ju- judo gold medalist. Um, this fight is going to be on Invicta or for Invicta. I think this is a big opportunity for her, I think for Kayla Harrington. This is an opportunity for her to get some face time. Invicta, this is going to be on UFC Fight Pass. So I think this may be a first step in getting her into one of the bigger organizations. Um, I love this fight. I am happy that she's fighting against somebody. And I'm also happy at CR 145. There are no women fighting at 155. It made no sense. Um, even though she's the, the champion at 155, the weight class, there just isn't enough people there. 145, she'll be able to go ahead and actually fight some people. So we'll end up seeing what happens. But I'm happy about this, man. This happens November 20th. Um, it is going to go ahead and be on UFC Fight Pass. It is going to be for the Invicta 145-pound title. I can't wait, man. That is going to go ahead and be great. Uh, and dude, what a wonderful day, man. Today is a good day. Today is a legitimately good day. Um, that that's about all the time we have for today. Check it out. Uh, I will be back. We'll be back soon. We have a fight roundtable um, later on today. So if you guys are go ahead and listening now, um, obviously you'll see it on social media and everything. But we'll be back for episode two forty two of the greatest combat short uh, combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. And we'll be talking a little bit more in depth on what's going on with boxing. We'll be talking a little bit more in depth about the MMA's GOAT. John Jones has been losing his mind. We're going to be talking about that. Deontay Wilder is still losing his mind. Um, his coach, Mark Breland, has spoken. We'll be discussing that and so much more, man. To everybody else, man, yo, thank you guys as always for listening to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. Listen, everywhere podcasting is available, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. Check out our YouTube page. Make sure you listen, like, subscribe, and share, man. Give us a like on the video. I appreciate you guys. Um, Check us out on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast, all right? All right. Uh, Without further ado, this has been your boy, the host of The Fight Podcast, um, the underground king, Serge Vicente, and I will see you guys next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Yo, Joe Biden won. We're rid of Trump. There we go. I'll see you guys next time, man. Peace out.